Welcome everyone, we're about to begin by Ezez Hashem, Kuntris V'yadatiki Shalom Ayalecha, Shir number 17, um, by Rav Chaim Friedland, Azeich Etzadik Avrocha, we're holding Perek Dalid Maimer Gimel, Chapter 4, Lesson 3, we started to talk, talk about the Rambam's um, words in Hilchas Ishas, Perek Tesvav, about the behavior of the husband towards the wife, we talked last year about not imposing excessive fear on your wife or your household, your children as well, and also that the conversations must be benachas, gentle, soft-spoken. Maimer Gimel, Dibber shaloi benachas, which is Ainah. Words that are not soft-spoken are, is Ainah. Um, and that's an interesting thing, because Ainah, you would say, is saying a real painful um nickname or, or, or cursing someone out or, or being very uh, labeling them with a negative uh, label. But here it's saying that even words that are inherently could be, you know, words that are not harmful in and of itself, it's said in a gentle way. But if you say it in a not soft spoken way, that is also a no. Hagos my money maybe al benachas. Nagois Maimonius, which is a parish on, on the, and brings on the Rambam, brings the word benachas that the Rambam says, that you should speak your words with a nachas, with a source spoken, can occur as the source being, as a Gemara in Bar-Metziah Nun Aleph. The Gemara in Bar-Metziah Nun Aleph says, A man must be careful always about the oppression of his wife. Lamar, that the word oina, or causing pain or oppression, is not just to the words themselves that the content of the words hurt your wife. The manner in which you speak to her, even if the words itself may not be inherently oppressive, but the way that you speak to her, the manner, in the tone of voice, in the conversation, in the manner he speaks to her. Those same very words, when expressed calmly, when expressed in a soft-spoken way, or with a smile, does not hurt her at all. As a matter of fact, sometimes it's very gentle and very warm and very good. But when you say those same very words in a harsh tone, in a rough tone, uh, or, or, or a uh, demeanor that's uh, very serious or, or angry, then those very words become a nasdvarim. The conduct by the husband, any conduct that hurts his wife, is included in a nasdvarim, which is interesting because a nasdvarim means words, but he's saying here, even it seems that any uh, you know, cold shoulder type of thing, stonewalling, ignoring um, um, mean countenance on the face is all nichlal in Ainas Tvarim. It's all included in that. The Rambam continues. He should not be irritable, he should not be angry. One needs to understand what the Rambam means. It already said beforehand, that the husband's speech needs to be soft-spoken, which automatically excludes anger. Once he says that it has to be benachas, obviously it can't be with anger. 
But look carefully at the way he words what he's saying in the Rambam. He does not say with anger. What he's saying is do not be an angry person. Meaning, he's not here addressing the issue of being angry with his wife. That's one issue, being angry with your wife. But But it also means here, when the husband displays anger at other people in front of his wife. This atmosphere of anger, even if it's not directed at her at all, pains his wife, even if it's not directed at her. And this is the very opposite of the atmosphere of pleasantness and of tranquility, of calmness that needs to reside in the home. So even if, let's say, you're on the phone and you're yelling at somebody very harshly uh, at something that may be well-deserved, but your wife hears this, it affects her, it hurts her. And it's similarly explaining the words that he should not be irritable. His intent here, the Rambam, is not merely to say not to be upset at his wife or in the running of the household. But even more so, it also means that he should not come into the home sad-faced or upset or irritating or irritated by problems that are going on outside and unrelated to the house. Kagoin, for example, he was not happy with his chavrusa today at Kailal, or the amount of learning he covered today, and he's upset about it. Or if he's in, at work, he's upset at an employee or an employer that upset him greatly. And then he gets upset and he comes in with a sour face. Because that sad face on the husband pains his wife. And she's likely to blame herself for his dissatisfaction. Even it may not be logical, but that's the way she'll feel. She senses he's not comfortable with his own home because of her. Now, this is not a heter what I'm going to say now, but it's more damage control. That if this does happen, if a husband happens to be in a very, very bad mood and upset and angry as he walks into the house, and what I'm saying now is not a heter, it's just damage control. At the very, very least, what you need to tell your wife right away, something, I'm very upset because something upsetting happened at work or in Kyle, and you explain exactly what it is, and you tell your wife, Betheirish, openly, um, I love you, I care about you, and, 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 and what I'm upset about has zero, zero to do with you. I'm just overall upset, and I'll calm down soon, and I'll be okay. Uh, but don't take it personally, because this has nothing to do with you. I'm just upset overall. That's damage control that you need to do if you can't overcome this. But it's not really a hetter. The ideal thing is to try to indeed overcome this and to come into the house with a pleasant disposition. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't share with your wife. You know, you, you could come home with a pleasant disposition, with the pain in your heart, 
And in a good relationship between a husband and wife, you can sometimes share your, your pain to, to your wife about the hard day you had and her to you, both ways, communication and listening, empathetic listening. All this is wonderful. So it's not like you're burying things underneath the rug, like you're shoving down your emotions and not ex- telling your wife anything about it ever. That's not healthy either. Of course you share with your wife certain things that are upsetting you, that are bothering you, that you think it's healthy to share with her. But, but nevertheless, the attitude and the, 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 the mood has to be switched to a pleasant mood when, you, when you're coming home. So what the ATI gave is a damage control, should be used if you cannot uh, overcome it at this moment, to tell your wife it's not personal, I love you very much, I'll, I'll calm down and I'll be myself soon. Um, that way she'll understand and not get hurt and realize it's not her. It's just that you're upset about something else. But really, ideally, even that shouldn't be. And you should work as hard as you can to have the mood change. Very Now his wife, who is his home, She is doing everything she can. And she's working hard to prepare for him a home that he would feel good with that he would feel pleased with. Save upon him yafais, and greeting someone with a pleasant attitude. Save upon him yafais, who a heipech is the exact opposite, shaloyya otzav, of not to be sad-faced. Oisai mala onutzuichel niknais. This trait of having a pleasant face, even in the course of a hard day or a painful day, is an important something to learn. And my medalit, we'll go straight into it, is the saver panam yafais, having a pleasant attitude and a pleasant complexion and a pleasant disposition. Shamai Oimer, Shamai says, have a makabalas kala adam besaver panam yafais. Greet every person with a pleasant attitude, a pleasant face. Pirish Rabbeinu Yoyna, this is in Perik Perkiyovis, Perik Aleph, Mishnah Tesvav. Pirish Rabbeinu Yoyna, the Rabbeinu Yoyna explains on this, she yarelahem, show them, panam shel simcha, a happy face. So that good, that that people will be uplifted and feel good because of your pleasantness. What's interesting here is Shammai says this. Shammai is usually in the Gemara uh, connected with Midas Adin. He was more strict. He even kicked out that ger who said, "Let me become a ger on one foot," and he kicked him out. And there's a lot of svaras behind it. He's more machmer in general in halacha. And he comes connected to the Midas Hagvura or Midas Adin, as the Mefarshim talk about. And nevertheless, even Shammai, Midas Hagvura, says, Have a Makabalist called Adam to save upon him Yafais. Greet every person with a pleasant attitude, with a happy face. Ama Mairi Rabbi, Rabbi Elio Eliezer, Desler, Zechet Sadik Lavracha. My master and teacher, the Goyen, the Michtam Elio, said as follows. This is pretty much what I just said outside. I would think that this would come from Hillel, who said, Love, peace, and pursue peace. And not from Shammai, who is strict law. You see from here, that the strict law demands a person to show a happy face and a pleasant demeanor. This is not This is not just pure chesed. This is a chiv, Mitzad Adin, 
to give a pleasant face to one that is entitled to receive it. That is what he deserves. And I they say, By my attitude, if it's strict, if it's sad, in all likeliness, I will be paining the other people, and certainly your wife, if you direct towards her that angry face. It's brought down in the Sefer Chaim, written by the Rush, Simon on Zion, Simon on number 57, beautiful Sefer. You should not display an angry face towards people who pass passerbys. The Kabul Oisam, instead greet them with a shining face, with an upbeat face. It's not just in my own home, that I need to uh, greet pleasantly my own wife and children and so on. Even as I'm going on the street, I have to pay attention. I should have a pleasant disposition. Not to cause pain to other passerbys. Uh, this is something that maybe people don't think about much. They're, they're like busy in their thoughts. But this idea, you know, when you see people tense around you, you tend to be tense. This is type of thing. How beautiful society would be, even secular society, if everyone would have pleasant disposition and be pleasant and nice to each other. What a different world it would be. It is certainly forbidden to display a pa- that pa- sad face a distraught face inside the home, as the Rambam says. But rather, we must constantly work at showing a pleasant demeanor that's upbeat, that's shining, certainly in the first year of marriage, where there's a specific, special requirement of rejoicing with your wife, we explained already above when we talked about the letter from the Chazaynish Zechet Tzadik Lavracha It's the nature of a woman to take pleasure in the admiration of her husband that he has for her. He takes pleasure in that. And on that her eyes look upon. He mistalkeles and she watches to watch the expressions on his face. And looking forward to brightening up his face. And when his face is bright and happy and pleasant, she is full with simcha. That's why when you come home from work and you show that, she gets filled with simcha. While if you show an upset face, an angry face, even if it has nothing to do with her and it's not personal, she feels tsar from it. She feels pain from it. At the end of Perak, Yud Gimel says like this, Greet every person with a pleasant attitude. Ketzat, how do you do this? Melamed, to teach you. If you could give your friend all the wonderful gifts in the world, but a fun of kvusha ba'aretz, but your face is downcast. It's as if you didn't give him anything. But if you greet him with a pleasant attitude, even if you gave him nothing, 
as if you gave him all the good gifts in the world. By the way, don't use this as an excuse. Don't, if you're cheap with your money, don't use this to say, okay, I'll give him a big smile and a warm pat on the back and a hug even, as long as I don't have to shout out money to him. It uh, doesn't mean that. You know, if you have the ability financially to help him, of course you have a chiv to financially help him. But the but the but the idea behind the Avast Rabnasan, which is Emes Lamita, absolute truth is if you don't have the means to financially help him, but you give him that warm, healthy, warm support and pleasant attitude, it's as if you gave him all the gifts in the world. Why is this pleasantness so very important? That it's equated to giving your friend all the gifts in the world? Because when you have a pleasant attitude, what are you doing? You're giving your friend your heart. And that's what your friend needs. Someone to pay attention to him. Pleasant attention to him. This gift. This gift is a pleasant attitude, which is an expression of paying attention. It's an, it's, a, it's an expression of caring. I thought about my friend, and I thought about what he needs. And I thought about what to do to make him happy. But without the absence of a pleasant face, a pleasant attitude, the gift is empty and doesn't have value, as if you didn't give him anything. But on the other hand, Save upon him A pleasant attitude of happy face is the greatest gift you could give to somebody. that you could give to somebody. Why? You're giving him your heart. And the Chazal Darshan on the Pasik, Ravik Damil used to say this very, very often. It says, White teeth is healthier. And better for your friend than milk. One who shows his friend a smile, that means he's showing his white teeth to his friend, is better for him. From giving him milk, meaning an encouraging smile is more powerful than any physical support. And again, like I said before, this is not excuse. Don't use this as an excuse not to give him physical support when you can. But the idea being, though, is that encouraging smile means to him so, so much. Even if you didn't give him physical support, because you couldn't, you weren't able to, he, he has that chias, that, that, that life from that smile, from those encouraging words that you have given him. All these words that we just said applies all the more so more empathetically, to a husband's relationship with his wife. That what? That Because a warm, heartfelt smile and a good word is required from us to our wives at all times. And if you're going to ask, Isn't it normal to someone to have mood swings? We all have mood swings. We all feel bad at times. And we have reasons to feel sad or irritable in the Gashmias, whether for spiritual, material reasons, in the Ruchnias, or for spiritual reasons, even. 
And how is it possible to command the person not to be sad at all in your house? How could you do that? You have your moods. The answer behind this is that is that that we treat as our obligation to try our best to do this because it affects the other person. We'll be Messiah this year here, in the middle of Maimur Dala. We'll continue in the next year. Um, if anyone wants, and again, I'll, I'll be happy to send it to you. There's a, a talk show host, Dennis Prager. He's not a from Jew. He's not Orthodox. Tell you that up front. But he has a lot of beautiful, great ideas on happiness and on simcha. He gave a few speeches about it. And he has f- profound ide- ideas and explanations on how to be besimcha despite pain. Despite emotional pain or physical pain, that you could still learn to be happy. And he explains there that happiness is not necessarily a feeling, but it's a moral obligation. And it's something that you could actually practice and promote. So we cannot say to ourselves that because we are in pain or had rough days and whatever it is, or we have a bad mood or mood swings, but on a practical level, we still make a concerted effort to always be smiling, pleasant disposition, and be happy. If someone's clinically depressed, separate issue, requires medical attention. But for many of us, we have our normal mood swings. Sometimes it could be severe too, but it doesn't mean it's, uh, it's a uh, chronic problem, but and we need to work our best to maintain that savor pun and that's so important. Bracha